Okay. Tell us your name and why you're here today. Um, my name is Sharon Stevens, and I'm here to invite you all out to our women's fellowship happening December 15th. It's actually our, uh, our women's fellowship here at the City Church in Huntersville, North Carolina. And um, again, I want to share my testimony just to encourage you uh, to come out dealing with our topic, uh, Faith Under Fire. So with me being a millennial and also newly married, I know as well as all other married women that marriages come with challenges and we know that you've dealt with some challenges in your marriage. So could you tell us what some of the first signs were that you knew something wasn't right? Um, definitely. Um, again, like I said, the faith of being under fire, uh, my faith was challenged. And some of the uh, signs that uh, you know I was dealing with some things in my marriage. My, we start out the ministry, uh, pastoral ministry, about um, what twenty? We'll be celebrating twenty-five years next year. So twenty-four years ago, um, started with just two people. As the ministry grew, my husband was extremely busy, just involved in so many different um, uh, areas in our denomination, with other organizations, traveling a lot. Um, so there were times where I would just see his moods, his attitudes, um, and just was thinking, okay, I know he has a lot on him. He's doing a lot, and of course, a pastor. Um, so I began to pray to God, like, okay, God, what's going on? What? Why is my husband just, you know, just seeming so um, stretched? And in that, um, we had a moment where God just allowed some things to come out and kind of answer my prayer about, you know, seeing um, what was going on with my husband as far as just him being stretched and, and just some moves he would have at times. So who did you confide in and who'd you have to break your silence with? Um, as my husband, I dealt with the challenges in our marriage. We, we, we celebrated 26 years of marriage this year. Um, my mom and, and my oldest sister is, is uh, two of the individuals that I mean I tell. We both, we, we, we all share our stories with our deepest, um, concerns about our marriage and other things in life. So I would, would, would praying with them and talking to them over the years. And um, so those are the individuals I spoke with just to um, kind of get their feedback and their perspective of what I was going through. And of course, talking to the Lord in prayer, um, just like, okay, God, what's going on? Again, starting, starting a church with just two people, he and I, and God allowed the church to grow, but then begin to see those, uh, my husband uh, being stretched and, and again, been manifested with it, just attitudes and just different um, things we was dealing with. And what would you say to women who do not have that outlet? Um, I would encourage women to definitely pray to the Lord to ask them specifically for a Christian friend, family member, somebody at their church, or they don't have to go to the church, but somebody who definitely knows the Lord to confide in. Because a lot of times we internalize things as women and it is manifested in our health, in our mental state. Um, it, so you definitely have, need to have someone to confide in. Don't, don't keep it to yourself. A lot of times people, we want people to think we have perfect homes, perfect marriages. There's, there's nobody perfect but God. There's nobody perfect but Jesus. He's, he perfects us. We're not perfect. Um, so definitely find somebody to talk to because it will come out physically. Um, um, so don't be ashamed of letting people see that you're not perfect. We're, we're just forgiven, <laughs> but, but we're not perfect. Pastor Sharon, what does marriage mean to you? 
Marriage means everything to me. When I think about the scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, when it compares marriage to Christ um, uh, and the church, um, and, I, and I see why Satan fights marriages so much because um, that's what God's standard is. To, it represents Christ in the church. So it means having a, a strong uh, foundation for your kids, um, being an example to, to the world of, of, of the love of God. Um, that's what marriage means to me. And, and again, that's why Satan fights so hard because he wants that light. He wants that standard. He wants us to be that example to the world. Of, of, of that love and I, I think back uh, my, my story with my mom and dad they got divorced when I was three years old I remember like it was yesterday and when the marriage split how it affected me as a child um, it, it, it was hurtful and I always wanted and believed God one day to get married married to have kids and, and to be, be that example and, um, and impact their lives so it's not just for the husband and wife to come together in love but also to have that stable foundation you know for your children so tell me what happened next once you prayed and seek God for breakthrough um, and confided in your mom and sister what happened well um, actually I was visiting my sister who was who was dealing with some um, illnesses in her body and she's gonna be speaking at our uh, on December 15th uh, during our Women's Day Fellowship, our Christmas Women's Day Fellowship, and just going through chronic um, illnesses in her body, chronic illness in her body that was triggered in her pregnancy. Um, so went to visit her um, and her husband and just praying with them and praying for peace in their home and you know, God just to strengthen their marriage. Um, and they've been married for 26 years also. Uh, I, I've noticed such a peace in their home, such a unity with them, such a love, such a joy. And I literally left, um, they live in Virginia, I literally left Virginia just kind of with tears in my eyes going down the road like, God, okay, we just got a new church, you know, my husband's about to be uh, elevated in, in, in our denomination. And I was like, God, that joy and that peace that they have in their marriage and their home, I want that. So that was a trigger to say, um, yeah, God, if something's wrong in my marriage, I want change. So I, I got home, and my husband was telling me about another, uh, um, uh, something he was about to do within the, the, the denomination uh, of our church, and he was about to add on his plate. And so we had a, a whole discussion. We had an argument about it. I'm like, you're doing too much. You're too stretched. And I literally said, God, if you don't move in my marriage, after seeing, you know, coming home from seeing my sister and her husband gone through, but yet God just put that joy in their home. I said, I'm out. I'm like, because he has, he's stretched, he's doing too much. He, he don't even see how it's affecting us, our home, our marriage, our kids, you know, and his, his attitude. So, so I said, I was out. And little did I know, praying that morning, God would allow things to shift and change later on that day. And what I know, the enemy meant for evil, God turned it because it actually um, opened up another, uh, just a, a time of peace and restoration in our marriage because God allowed everything I was praying about um, to be to come out that day. And, and again, I was saying, God, and I think God heard my heart, I'm out. <laughs> so I'm like, Lord, you really heard me. And um, so later on that day, God allowed things to come out. Can you tell us what lingering effects this ordeal had on your children? Um, after everything came out of our marriage, um, you know, um, my husband talked to our kids. My husband talked to, we have two sons, we have a daughter, our boys were both in college at the time. Um, and, and when he talked to them, I think about my middle son, Matthew. 
um, like the, the minister preacher in the family, um, he was having back surgery and my husband talked to him while he was in the hospital, told him what happened. And Matthew, and then my husband left the hospital. And so Matthew and I was in, in the room by ourselves. And Matthew said, Mom, Dad, tell me what happened with him. You know, how he repented before God and what went on with him. And just, you know, and, um, and he said, and I'm so proud of him for coming clean. And I was like, are you still under anesthesia? I'm like, are you awake? You know, just for him to say, I'm so proud of Dad. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, because now he can really go forth and be that man of God and, and all that God has called him to be. And I was like, wow. Like, and you know, you think about the scripture, out of the mouths of babies and suckling, God has ordained strength. And just for my child to say that. And um, so my other son, he was like, I wasn't there. I don't, you know, I don't care. And then my daughter had friends in the church. And so she told her friends herself. After her dad taught her, she told her friends herself. So her friends, you know, like I'm praying with you, whatever. And the parents knew. So of course, after the parents um, uh, talked to talked to my my their kids, you know, they came back and they wanted to, to move their um, kids out of the church and they left. But it's amazing, my daughter. I mean, it hasn't been easy for my kids, but just to see their willingness to just forgive and move forward, because that's what I taught them when they were young. Y'all may blow it. Y'all may make mistakes in life, but guess what? God still loves you. You for, He forgives you. You go on. And that's how I told them to handle their dad. I said, just like I taught you, you got to walk in that same love. And of course, we deal with stuff with them. So yeah, you got to operate in that same love. But my daughter went on to say, Mom, I hate that my friends, parents took them out of the church because I see what they're doing on social media. I see how they're living. Some of them are not going to church. And it just breaks my heart. Why did they take them out of the church? But they were growing and they really had a walk with God. So, so it's like, of course, it's hurtful. It was hurtful, but they saw parents who, you know, know how to repent, that God forgives, and, and, and they learn how to forgive, and that God is not a God who will just kill you or zap you, but he's a God of grace and mercy, and they saw that. So it's like they, they saw the Bible being lived out, and as a parent, that's the real you want your kids to see. We're not just talk, saying you all should live out the word, or you see us up. Think about it, the pastor and the wife. But you can live that this is real. This is real. So, and, and, and I have to say this, you know, they were saying, and my daughter said to me, and it blew me away. She said, Mom, you just an awesome woman of God. I thank God the example that you set in front of me. So that right there is like, wow. And like, you're my best friend, my 16-year-old. So for you to live out your walk and your kids to say that about you through tough times, hey, that, that means everything that God is real, he, and he's a good God, ladies. And again, when your faith is challenged, when you wanna give up, when it's under fire, um, you have a God that can walk with you. You have people that are walk with you. Like we said earlier, seek counsel, godly counsel. Confide in someone, but don't deal with it alone because it will affect you mentally, physically. You don't wanna die early trying to carry stuff that God didn't want you to carry. Did your husband share his restoration plan with the children? He did, and my middle son, the, the minister, was like, well, Dad, you repented, you repented before God, so why you gotta do all that with me, you know? But I told him, I said, you know, you have to be, be accountable to people. You have, first to me, I thank God for my husband coming clean with me and just being honest and transparent and accountable and with other pastors and other leaders, you know? Um, and with the church, you have to you have to be restored. You have to take a time to step away. Even if you've been talking to, to the Lord and saying, God, uh, uh, heal me, Lord, uh, deliver me, God, um, d 
deliver me from what I'm struggling with, you still need to take that time to step away and, 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 and allow God to get you to where you need to be. And he did that. So, yeah, um, so he took that time. And But, you know, my kids was like, so why are you doing all this? But it was necessary. Because guess what? God's going to chase you himself. Let me tell you, God's going to put you through. <laughs> He's going to chase you. Why? Because he loves you. But man, men gonna uh, uh, add to that burden too. So, but but yeah. So that that's what happened there. But um, just a re the church put a restoration plan in place just to get them restored and you know back to help them get with, back where God wanted to be. But God forgives you automatically. But still, you just there's a process. So. so tell us what were some of your biggest fears spiritually and tangibly? You had to deal with this publicly mm -hmm. and most marriages they deal with everything privately right. and as a pastor's wife so yeah so what was my challenge um just saying to God just some of the reasons you know I think about I got married you know keeping myself from a young girl I got married a virgin and saying to God you know I kept myself for this man now mind you I gotta, I gotta say this when I met my husband, God blessed me to marry Mike Stevens. Not a minister, not a pastor, not an elder, nothing. He was Mike Stevens, Christian man of God in college. My husband and I met in college. So after you, you know, you've been married for some years and 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 someone steps outside the marriage, the thing about it is you begin to question God, like God, I did this and I did that and I kept myself with this man. And God said, No, you didn't keep you keep yourself with this man, you kept yourself with me. So just that scrutiny, even making this video, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, I think about I had family members to uh, talk about what happened with us, but they never called me, you know, and they never said anything to me, but they're talking to everybody else. And so that was hurtful. But at the end of the day, even having our event, and, and of course, this is ongoing. Hopefully I get a book, write a book one day, you know, have a blog, but this is ongoing. It's not about just coming out to be a part of that. We want, I know God wanna restore, heal, and deliver women, marriages, families, kids. So even discuss, to talk about my kids and how they dealt with it. It's about talking, 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 dealing with it. My husband would even say, yo, you wanna talk about it? I'm willing to talk about it. I wanna talk about it. They're like, I don't wanna talk about it. But he was like, I just, what do y'all wanna, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? Just to give you all a comfort level of you know, I'll be a better dad, I'll be a better husband, I'll be a better better man. So, of course, the public um, scrutiny. Um, you know, there were past wives, people that I've known for years, cut me off. Um, they were very, if, if, I think maybe one person, one, and she's a pastor, though, that reached out to me during my time of going through. So, it's amazing in this city. So, it's amazing how, but I have friends outside the city. Uh, that reached out to me, one or two or three. But it's amazing how, um, just how you're ostracized. And I wondered, I said, okay, are they mad at me because I stayed with my husband or what, why, why are they upset with me? Um, so that, that's been a challenge. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm like, God, for me to be in your will, to, um, to, to be an example to the world of your faithfulness, of you taking us through this trial as a pastor and a wife, when you allow it public because God knows everything he knows everything he knew what was in the darkness and he didn't 
allowed stroke in the pulpit. He didn't allow car accident. He, he didn't allow. He didn't allow. And, and, and But yet he's God. So he showed me a lot about his grace and his mercy. So the difficulty of it all is, you know, just kind of how people treat you, how people ostracize you because they want you to be perfect. And I've just never been that kind of person. Like I said, I met my husband. I told God before I married my husband, I do not want to marry a preacher. Because I look at pastors' wives, they act like they're, well, stuck up, I know. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, yeah, they act like they're just in this glass house. They act like they're going through just, it's just a miserable looking life. So I didn't want to do that. So I'm like, God, I'm too real to do this. So mind you, he was Brother Mike in college. He was not even a minister. So for him to become a pastor and all that, I'm like, God, you have a sense of humor. You have a sense of humor. So so my, the guy that I married was Mike Stevens. Not a pastor, not a preacher, not a minister. This is the guy I married, fell in love with, and knew God put us together. So that awesome foundation, when you know that God put you with someone, that foundation, that's a, that, that keeps you, helps keep you, keep you in the marriage, you know. So what actions did you take and what tools did God equip you with to weather the storm? Again, like I said, um, just thank God for a, a solid relationship with him. That is like been my, whew, like, the air I breathe my life like just to know God and of course um, people in my life that he put my mom my sister just to be a sounding board counselor the Bible says there's safety in the multiple counseling thank God for them to be immediately able to tell like everything to I always tell people if anything happened to me they know <laughs> they know the truth so you got to have somebody you talk to so so that has uh, helped me and then um, I've, I've got a degree in marriage and family therapy which is like ooh, yeah and, and had no idea the Lord reminded me after I was, as I was going through the storm, you know, he reminded me, he said, the reason you went to school and I gave you that burden because it's, it wasn't people outside the church, you're going to help them too, but people in the church that love me, they love me, they're committed to me, but they struggle in darkness because they think, because I know how to pray, because I know how to preach and all that, that I'm okay, but they're not okay because if you have stuff that you dealt with in your childhood, you didn't have a good relationship with your dad. You didn't have a good relationship with your mom. Just things that you never dealt with. You were abused. You were touched by whatever it may be. And you never dealt with it. And you become a Christian. You're still going to hurt with God. Because you never. That's why all in the Bible says that counsel. Counsel. Safety in the multitude of counsel. Where counsel is not. People don't have focus. They they all all over the place. So counsel help you get focused. So just me getting that. You know, that counselor degree, I'm going to tell you, I know, from the, the Holy Spirit literally said, because when I first, when everything first came out, I literally felt like, um, this is out. <laughs> like, it was a, a load lifted when my husband first shared, but then I was like, oh, biblically, I can leave. I felt like, yeah, I'm be honest. I'm like, oh, I can get out of this. And the Holy Spirit said, okay, you're going to be with all these couples one day. And you went to school, and you thought it was for these people, and they, those people had no idea it was for you. So, are you gonna practice what you preach or are you gonna be a hypocrite? Are you gonna to listen to his story? Are you gonna to listen to the why? Listen, I know you're a wife, but are you gonna to listen with, with a counsel, wife, Christian, and really hear him like you would tell somebody else to do? Are you gonna walk out? Cause I'm telling you, I, yeah. Cause I'm like, this man has, woo, has attitudes and ways like father. Yeah, and he said, are you gonna listen? Are you gonna allow him to be restored, are you gonna allow him to repent and strive to move forward? 
and be a better husband in your marriage. So I was challenged by the Holy Ghost. I'm like, the, ooh, the Lord will ooh, he'll break it down. He'll break it down like you're going to practice what you preach. So tell us about the day that God gave you confirmation that he chose you to be Pastor Stevens' ride or die. Hmm. When he chose me, I guess going through that trial, of course, back in college we met, but he wasn't a pastor, they were Mike Stevens. So I had no idea he'd be a pastor. Um, but going through that trial, it's like you, you look at the, the benefits and the why you're with this man. You know, first of all, the brokenness and genuinely seeing this man is broken and genuinely seeing, you look over the years and he loves you. You know, it's amazing, my, my husband would travel all over and he could come home and he literally calls me to relax and sit down. Why don't you come sit? He's always wanted me by his side. That's the thing that blow you away. He's always wanted me there. And most complaints of men, they'll say, you just, you're just so busy. You're never there with me. You don't spend enough time with me. That was my husband's concern and my message to women, please listen. <laughs> Because I was always doing something. I'm like, we got, we have kids. We got married. We had no kids. So then we had to, we started ministry with no kids. So then we had had to shift and adapt to uh, having, you know, having three kids. But going through this and just us building a life together, I just knew God um, put us together. It confirmed God, you know, that we loved each other. I really genuinely loved Him, and just for Him to be willing to say, look, whatever it takes for you to trust me again, whatever it takes for me to be the husband, whatever it takes, I'm willing to take it all. There's no question off the table. There's nothing like, ask me whatever you want to ask me. Phone codes, <laughs> computer codes, bank codes, whatever codes you want. You know, um, he, he was just willing to be transparent with me. Um, so just that genuineness, it, it's, where we are now is like, Starting over with, like in college when we dated, um, just his his genuineness. But now, do we have our moments? Of course, because he's still a man and Mike Stevens, <laughs> and I'm sharing. But um, but just riding, riding, dying, you know, just to just knowing God put us together, and again that foundation, just yeah, and praying to God about it. Like Lord, okay, you want me to move forward with this? Because you know, I was praying if you want me to leave or you want me to stay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we really want to thank you for your honesty, your transparency, um, and your realness. Um, and this is just the beginning. Yeah. We're super excited to see what else is to come Amen. Amen. for Sharon and Mike Stevens. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I want to close and just uh, encourage the women again. Um, I did this video because I wanted to just, I don't know what provoke you. Um, to come out uh, to be a part of our December 15th Women's Fellowship Faith Under Fire. As you've heard my story, my faith has been challenged in my marriage, and we're going to deal with um, chronic illness, uh, dealing with issues in your mind that may have been triggered by your marriage, that may have been triggered by a death of a loved one, uh, child rearing. We're going to deal with some issues that we need to talk about in the church. And I'm one, I don't have to have a conference. I don't like to just do religious things just to be doing it. But if it's impactful, if it's, if it's going to cause life to be changed, that's what I'm, I'm about. So please join us on December 15th. And again, this is just, uh, and, and I'm going to have someone share about marriage on that day. And, you know, if, what if your spouse been a widow? If your spouse have passed away or you have someone in your family that has 
died that's close to you? How do you deal with that? Those are the issues we're going to talk about. But again, to wives, every wife, pastor's wife, listen, don't suffer in silence. Let me tell you what I learned out of my experience. I did not care about the big house, the car, the any of that. I wanted a marriage that reflected Christ. I wanted a marriage that reflected his, his goodness, his faithfulness. Because you can have all that and be miserable. You can have all that and live a lie. Live a lie and you're struggling. And let me say this, some of you all, you're covering your husbands. You know, you, you just, you, you, you're fine having all the niceties of life and, and he's living any kind of way. And I want you to get yourself right. I want you to use God to use you to see him heal and deliver and not enable him to, to, to live a lie. Because God is faithful. He's a deliverer. And I'm a, a testament of that. Have I been broken? Broken down. I mean, woo! But God is so awesome. And I'm so glad that I'm healed. And I'm so glad that I'm whole and still growing and still uh, uh, um, um growing and developing my walk as a wife, as a, as a woman of God. So please join us. Love you, love you, love you. God bless you.